Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pines of Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill and I'm your guide as we journey through car care industry. And uh, you can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. You can find me on TikTok at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch though, shoot me a text direct 918-800-1188. Join today with Greg Masterson. You can find him on most platforms at Masterson's Wax. If you're on TikTok, find him at Masterson's Car Care. Best way to get in touch with him though, shoot him a text direct or give him a call, 562-335-2053. Greg, man, uh, give us a quick recap because not everybody got to hear, you know, you you had a bit of an experience this weekend where you tried to fight a, uh, a bolt and uh, that bolt won your lower leg, huh? Yeah, man, like an exhaust, a big piece of exhaust just fell on my leg and sliced it clean open. Yeah, well, we're, yeah. We're, glad that, we're glad that you're here, though, man, and uh, hopefully that morphine will help you out and we'll get some great stuff out of you. No, no morphine. Opiates are bad, man. Just cure naturally. We need to cure, we need to cure naturally opiates. They're horrible. <laughs> They're horrible. Know, just messing with you. I'm going to hop into myself, get a, uh, a little bit of 1050. It's a barrel-aged stout from uh, Oscar Blues. There's a local detailer here that's brought them to me a couple times. He takes little road trips and goes up and grabs them uh, out of the Denver area. And uh, I've taken a little road trip up to Denver. You ever been to Denver? No, never been to Denver. Oh, man. Denver's a beautiful place, man. You really, uh, there's a lot of California people that have headed towards Colorado and especially the Denver area. I heard a stat a couple of years ago from an Uber driver. It was something like 4,000 people a week moving to Denver from California. Like, yeah. Adam, Adam, Adam polishes. He just moved to Denver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, it's funny. Funny how that yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is a is an interesting stout. Um, I've taken a little trip to Denver. I did it with uh, Jen from Carsmetology and Sarah uh, as she was going up there. Sarah now works with Rupes, and uh, had a fun little trip. And that was one of my, I guess, probably most memorable adult trips. You know, non-family trips. We, Drove up there all together, hung out, went around, drank some beer, and then I flew back. Any uh, any day uh, trips or adult trips that are some of your favorite memories? You know, that's an interesting one. I, I, um, I always love a good road trip, man. You know what I mean? And I've taken a lot of, you know, one-day road trips. Because out here in California, there's so much to do, so many places to drive. And so I've driven a lot of places. I think I talked about this last time is... Um, uh, I think my favorite was just the trip I just took. It was five day riding trip. It wasn't even a one day, it was five day. <laughs> and that was just incredible of just, just all riding, riding or driving. I feel like they're both the same. Uh, I feel like when you drive though, with a road trip, with a car, you can go much longer distance uh, for a longer period of time. I mean, you can even drive like you're not even really driving. You're just kind of just <laughs> holding onto the wheel and it's, the car's just doing its thing. Uh, anybody that's been on a road trip understands that, you know, so you could even be like half awake and still make it there. You ever gotten highway hypnosis? <laughs> oh yeah. All the time. I've, I've driven off the highway before. I, I used to have a bad time of falling asleep at the wheel. Like if it was, if it was somewhere between five, six, seven o'clock, I should never been on the road and I would almost always fall asleep. It, I, wow. it was a thing about me as a younger guy. Yeah. I, 
multiple times I ran off the road falling asleep. Is this in Oklahoma? Yeah. All over. I mean, so I went to school in Arkansas and a lot of times, you know, you get out of class and, and head home, you know, you start heading home at like three o'clock and it'd take about four or five hours and a couple hours, hours into that trip. I'd be like, oh. Hours in you Arkansas? Know, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. It Wait. takes about five hours to get from Tulsa oh, to where, oh, I, lived, where right. I went to school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, we took that. I actually took a fun little college trip though. Uh, have you ever been up to DC? Uh, I took a trip years ago. I had a buddy that was flying out of DC back home to Australia. And so we took a little road trip up there to send him off. And that was a super fun trip because, you know, it was my first time as a, as a kid to be up there and I'm in my young twenties, you know, lots of life goes on up in DC. There was a little Harbor that we found and everybody had these like apartments that you went up on top and there was like this hangout area that we would hang out and, you know, drink some beer and just see the city life. Like, it was a really memorable trip for me. Did you do road trips ever been? I mean, is it always motorcycles? No, or? it's always been road trips. I mean, I love road trips. I remember even when I was 22, I bought a um, Honda Prelude for, it was an 85, an 85 Prelude. And I bought it for like $900 off Craigslist. And it, I only fixed like two things on it and it just ran great. And so I drove it to San Francisco uh, and just the excuse was just to get some weed. And so, so I drove to San Francisco just to get some weed. That was the excuse or whatever, just to drive. And I went by myself and I had a great time. I went up there and um, I just, first the, the, the drive was great. Cause if anybody's ever driven across California, it is a great drive. Um, uh, it's just, there's a lot of different ways you can go. Uh, and you see a lot of stuff. It's just, you go through a lot of different areas and you see a lot of change, you know, it's not like driving in one state where it looks the same. You see a lot of different change in one trip. You can go through city and desert and farm and mountain and ocean and bay. It's kind of weird. And so I got to San Francisco and I, I was young, I was 22. I was by myself. So I just did everything I wanted to do. I went and saw everything I wanted to do. I partied, met a bunch of cool ladies went to their house, hung out, went home. It was cool. And I had a good time. And, and uh, all with a $900 prelude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's legendary. You know, if we back in the day would have had more than just a, uh, a disposable camera that you would go click, 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 and like try and look through this cardboard box to take a picture. You remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had. I mean, we if we would have had the technology today, it'd be cool to, to go back and relive a lot of the, the memories of trips. I, yeah. We're actually leaving on a family trip. We we usually like to go down as a family, go down somewhere through Destin, uh, somewhere down through the beach there. And uh, we're, we've always been a good traveling family, right? So it's my sister, her brother, I'm sorry, her husband, which is my brother-in-law, uh, her kids, and then my kids. And then my mom will go. And when my dad was here, my dad would go. And, uh, but this year, we're not going down through there. We're going actually over to Tennessee, a uh, little south of Nashville. I got some family that uh, is from my dad's side of the family that has a cabin there at the lake. And so we're going to go spend about three or four days there hanging out at the lake, but uh, we're going to start this journey tomorrow. I thought it was going to be Thursday, but now it's, it's tomorrow. So <laughs> it's like, Oh, geez, I'm in prep phase, right? Do you prep? What, how do you prep for a road trip? Um, well, I make sure that I have all the stuff I need <laughs> and that my vehicle is ready to go. 
actually, I don't even care about the other stuff. I just care about that my vehicle is good. And, and, and then I have all my vehicle stuff because I feel like on a, you know, on a road trip, I actually learn just, if you can buy stuff on the way, just buy it and take less with you, you know? So um, I try to make sure that my car or my machine is clean and up to maintenance. And then I have no issues about it. And clean is one of the most important things. I don't like traveling in a dirty car. It gets dirty on the trip, but starting with a dirty car just sucks. It does, right? Oh. I'm glad you said it. Like, I'm the same way. I like to. Uh, golly, I'm, I Thanks, Marty. You were calling me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm also the same way. I can't ride in a dirty car, right? Uh, it's interesting, though, here, if I'm in my Jeep, and I'm rolling around, it, a lot of times it's dirty, especially inside, because the doors are off, there's always shit blowing, and it just is what it is. But if it's going to be a road trip, or I'm going to go be in a, in a car with doors, you know, and I, I've got to look through this windshield, it better be clean. I don't want shit all over the dash. I'm going to have it vacuumed. It's just nice to ride in a, in a good, clean car. So yeah. how do you I've prep? Gone, I've even gone on road trips and gotten the car cleaned halfway through the road trip. So I've been like, I want more clean. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going to ask you about that too. So, but walk us through, I'll walk you through my prep stage. How do you prep a car? Like what, what type of water? Are you, are you still traditional waterless? Like you always support? Do you like to go ahead and foam that car? What are you going to do, do, uh, do on whatever, a car before you go? I just do whatever wash that I'm able to do. Waterless, wash, depends on the car, depends on the size, but I make sure that it's actually like wax. The car's protected because you get all these bugs and stuff on the car on long trips. There's a lot of exposure to stuff on trips. So because of that, I like to make sure that the car is super clean before we go. It's waxed. It looks good. And why do you put a wax on? You got to wax the car because then, you know, all the bugs that stick to the car, all this stuff just cleans away so easy. It just washes away. It, it You can literally just wash it so easily. And it's funny because like when I went on this motorcycle trip, motorcycling is even different because if you go on long trips with a motorcycle, you have to clean like on a bike, there's no windshield. Or some bikes have windshields, yes. But your windshield is helmet and your helmet gets dirty and it gets literally bugs on it, like just bugs. And you don't want to like get, if you're going on a multiple day trip, you don't want every day putting this helmet all these bugs on it. So I carry a small bottle of Masterson's detail spray and Masterson's glass cleaner. And I spray my helmet, I wipe all the bugs off, I clean the helmet. I also, I don't really clean the bike that much as I ride just a little bit if there's stuff on it and I continue on, I'll clean it when I get there. But one, I was able to clean my bike one day, just I got too dirty. I was like, I don't want to clean bike. I clean like five minutes <laughs> on the road. And, and you, do you take a little bottle of your uh, waterless when you go? Um, yeah, I take a little bottle of waterless or a detail spray. On this last trip, I didn't take a waterless. I only took a detail spray because I didn't plan on, on washing the bike so much. I just wanted to like touch it up a little bit. And so I took, uh, I took the detail spray and it was easier for me to use a detail spray on my helmet as opposed to waterless. It just, Why is it? I don't know. It just, the wa I don't really like using waterless wash on my helmet per se, but I will use it on my, um, uh, I will use detail spray on my helmet. I don't know that the helmet just reacts better to that. And um, uh, the screens, uh, like the screen on my helmet is a very expensive screen it's, it's like a chromatic screen, which darkens and lightens according to light. And I'm always afraid that if I put something on there that's a too strong or heavy of a cleaner, that it might damage that chroma like effect of that. And people say that it can't do that. 
So I've been just very picky about what I use. And I know the detail spray and the glass cleaner are the most safest things to use. They don't have heavy cleaners. Waterless washes usually have more cleaners to take off heavier things. And I'm afraid that those heavy cleaners might disrupt that. So always be careful what you're detailing. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so when you're doing, you're doing your prep work on a car though, you know, so you said you want to wax the car. What do you recommend? How do you recommend waxing it? Um, I like to use the fastest wax that I can. So it's either I use a spray wax or I usually use like this Carnuba cream wax and the Carnuba cream wax does a great job. I usually use our Masterson's original Carnuba wax. It's great. It goes on because your car is going to get so, excuse me, beat up in the road trip that you don't want to like do a three-stage paint correction on your car, but you want to make sure that it's clean and protected and it looks good. And then you can drive and clean it when it gets home. Because when you get home after that trip, your car will clean significantly better, significantly easier as well. Way easier. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear you say spray wax, right? There's not a lot of people that still talk about spray waxes. Yeah. Spray wax is great. I mean, uh, uh, I know there's a lot of things out there uh, like ceramics there's spray ceramics. But if you look at a lot of the ingredients and a lot of products out there, they're actually spray waxes with ceramic, right? And, and, and you got to look in the ingredients on that. A lot of these products still have carnauba wax in them because that's what's giving that cleaning power. The ceramics itself don't have any cleaning power. They only have like protection capabilities. That's why there's no like uh that's why there's no polish and it's just no abrasives only ceramic and it like restores the paint doesn't have that cleaning capabilities but you know what does carnauba wax it does have natural cleaning capabilities that's what i was gonna say how does it I, i'm not familiar with carnauba wax of being a cleaner now i've used uh, different carnauba waxes uh years ago i actually told the story uh, uh on the last community pub as more and more detailers, as you've talked about, and as, as we're really understanding here in the community, is a lot more detailers are beginning to sell products. And I led the story of how I began to sell products as a detailer, wasn't uh, in the direction where it is now, I was in the more of the volume side, dealerships, car washes, and uh, my first account that I landed is still a customer today. and. I landed the account specifically on talking about using a sleek, which is a dark car polish, and then using a uh, carnauba wax that had some cleaning in it. So it was one that, you know, what we call now that all in one, right? But we used to call it a cleaner wax. Um, and that was a carnauba, it was usually a yellow. Uh, so as you're understanding, what is it about carnauba waxing that's so great as, as part of being a cleaner wax? You said okay. it's, it's natural okay. ingredients inside of carnauba? Yeah, so you're describing two different products, though. There's a cleaner wax and a carnauba I, I, I was, yeah, you're, yeah. I was just trying to tell the story and then, uh, you know, oh, yeah, let yeah, you yeah, talk yeah. about carnauba, yeah. And so what, what a lot of people don't understand is those are actually different products. And if anybody's listening to this and they see both of those, see cleaner wax is actually carnauba wax, but with added abrasives in it. So if you go to like, maybe you go to AutoZone or Walmart or somewhere and you'll see cleaner wax, it usually comes like a tub or a bottle, feel it. It has some grit to it. Like there's, there's cleaners in there, it's scrubbing the paint. Well, wax itself, actually pure carnauba wax has cleaning capabilities. It's like, it's natural cleaning capabilities or not. It's not even a processed item. Just the actual um, wax itself can clean. 
And it does this in the same method that the oils in the wax, there's actually oils inside the wax itself from the tree, from the carnauba palm. And this wax, um, or this oils, works great with removing other oils. You know, like um, baby oil can remove spray paint from walls. You know that? Or crayon from walls. Did you know this? So if your kid draws on a wall, you could take baby oil a little bit and it'll just clean it off your paint. Why? It's because the crayon has oils in it and it's an oil-based product. And so oil can remove oil. And there's oils, I'm not talking about different oils like motor oil. We're talking about the variety of oils that are out there. There's a many different types, vegetable oils, fruit oils, olive oils, different plants produce, all plants produce oils, different kinds of oils. And um, mint oil, I wrote a mint oil is like oil and mint, you can press it out. Well, a lot of the contaminants that get on your car are actually oil or petroleum-based products from the environment. They're like things like fuel, tar, road tar. Road tar is a petroleum-based tar. And so um, the carnauba wax actually can counter and clean those like naturally, almost absorb it and emulsify. So that's why I like to use carnauba wax because I can like quickly clean the paint and enrich the surface. And that's why carnauba wax is in things like toothpaste. That, yeah, now that you say that, I go, yeah, you're right. I have seen carnauba wax in some random things that I wasn't ready for. I guess it's safe to put in toothpaste because it's natural or yeah, what's- it's a, it's a natural product. It's actually a vegan product as well. Huh. Where with, yeah. So, you know, a, a carnauba wax is more vegan than any other type of, of natural wax out there. Like when it comes to car stuff, because it was- so, you mentioned vegan. Are there people that consume carnauba wax other than just in toothpaste? Is that a thing that we would ever consume into our bodies? Um, it's used in some different products. I don't know about that. I only consume it on gum. It is in gum. Yes, there is some. I think I remember seeing some gums. Yes. Right. Natural. There is a lot of natural based gums that contain carnauba wax to give it some structure. It's also safe. You can't be eating your car wax, but see. Carnauba wax with a car is not true carnauba wax. It is carnauba wax in, in, the, in the item itself, right? It's like motor oil in a car is not pure oil from the ground, right? We don't just pump motor oil to the ground and put it in our Chevy. And there's it's, additives. Like, there's, it's actually refined and there's additives, there's cleaners, there's other lubricants that are added, detergents. It's the same way with carnauba wax. Yes, there's carnauba wax in there, but there's also other things like cleaners or like natural synthetic detergents or synthetic detergents and then the natural wax they combine. Also, um, it has to be refined down so it can be in that cream. Because if you've ever seen pure carnauba wax, like I have the, the, the hardest carnauba wax that I have in my collection is Rubbish Boys Original Edition. I bought it in like the year 2003 or something. It was a long time ago. Anyways, I it's in a pot and they're individually numbered. There wasn't even that many of them made. They're made by some guy in the UK. I got one. I bought it from oh, someone. Oh, that's the one I've had some people say, hey, have you seen that carnauba wax over in the UK? It's like thousands of dollars or something, no, right? No, no, no. This was this was only like 50 bucks, right? Oh. And and I know, right? And but it was it was made by a guy in the UK. His 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 name was Rubbish Boy. And like this wax 
um, was, I don't make it anymore. I have a bottle, I have a, a pot of it if somebody wants, maybe I'll cut you off a piece if you want to try it. But this shit is so rock hard. You have to leave it in the sun. And for like, like if it's like, it has to be like 80 degree plus heat to leave it in the sun. And it still does not melt. And then to apply it, you have to like heat it up with like a, 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 um, a, uh, like a hair dryer or a heat gun and then apply it, put, put your applicator panel and spread it real fast because that shit is hardening like instantly. And it's really hard to buff off too. It's like, oh, wow. But dude, it gives like some crazy rock candy shine. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's so much work. You know, you already look at that. That's a lot of work. Yeah, but yeah. Ooh, that rock candy, it just looked good, right? But that's because it was a very hard carnauba wax. People know that the hardness is hard to use. Nobody wants to use that every day. So we refine it down and create a cream. That's where that came from. So did you ever get into using some of those? Is that one that you used on a regular basis? Like I, I remember there was a couple times that I got into those hard and they were coming, you're right. They come in that little canister and you, you got to rub your, your towel because back then we just used uh, terry towels. I, I haven't I used foam. I use foam applicator pads, but I actually have a wax collection with over a hundred paste waxes from around the world, from places that you might not have even heard. A couple of them, I have like a couple pots of the original Meguiar's blue wax, the tin. I got a couple of those. Um, I got. Uh, Why do you collect? That's a pretty unique collection. I, I haven't heard of somebody that's collected waxes. Why, what got you into collecting waxes? Uh, you know, I, cause you know, the waxes, I started buying the waxes. Cause when people started switching to the ceramics and stuff like that, they, I feel like the reason they switched to the ceramics was because it was cheaper to manufacture. And that's where my true belief came from. See, there's a lot of tricks that people throw out there in the world, almost like planned obsolescence. When things is, are too hard to make, we find new things to replace them with. We often call them better even though they aren't, but because they were cheaper to manufacture, right? Creating a, a ceramic spray, much cheaper than creating a carnauba wax, right? It's like, it's much cheaper to make a processed McDonald's hamburger than grow a grass-fed cow and process that cow down and then give you this grass-fed burger. It takes longer, costs more money. It's the same way with a natural product like wax. A tree has to be grown. A tree has to be harvested. A tree has to be processed. We can make ceramic tomorrow. Silica is the most abundant material on the planet. Crazy, sand. right? I know. Sand. Yeah, silica. It's sand, right? So if it's so abundant, it's like so easy to make. So I viewed it as that the industry was switching directions and they were like, look, they realized that ceramics are way cheaper to make. And um, and waxes are way harder to manufacture and cost way more. Our profits are way bigger in the ceramic. So these big companies, they wanted to make a big switch. So they started putting out this propaganda that this is better than wax. Wax is dead. Buy this ceramic, right? And the whole deal was is that that for them, it was more expensive. The profit was better. So for them, they said, oh, profit's better here. Let's just... Um, say that this other stuff is bad and this stuff, other stuff is better and we'll make it, we'll make a, a, a more profit over here. And this happens with a lot of industries as well. It's like, um, good example, real leather shoes are, 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 are expensive, right? 
Like they they take yeah. time to make, they had to come from a cow. Well, put it this way, right? Do you know what cordovan is? Mm. Cordovan is what usually the most high expensive shoes are made out of. And it's the back half of the thigh of a cow or not a cow, a horse. Okay. It's called horse cordovan. And that it's called shell cordovan because it's like a shell. It's a hard piece of the, a hard, you know, growth piece of the horse. And they cut that off the horse and then they turn it into a shoe. And these shoes are very expensive and they take a long time to make and they're, they're made by hand, right? Why the hell are these cordovan shoes the same price as a Yeezy? I don't know right? why. Because it's, it's all a scam by these big industries because for Nike, it's e or 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 uh, Adidas or the shoe company. It's much cheaper for them to make this shoe out of rubber and plastic than it is to raise a horse, and 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 grow a horse and and harvest the horse and craft it into this shoe. So when I started realizing that the world was changing out, I started collecting these things that people were making, these waxes, these natural pieces, and I started using a lot of them. And that's why I just still love wax. That's why we made our legend paste wax. It's like right. Right yeah. over. I can point to it. Oh, it's like on oh, my pen. Yeah, over there. Up. But it's like right there. <laughs> right there on my hand. Is what's, there significant, right there? what's significant about because you're one of the only people that would be talking about coming out with a paste wax right now. So yeah. yeah. What, it, it, why? Like, it, what's the reason? You know, it. a lot of people some people don't appreciate the finer things in life. It's not for everybody, right? For some people, a McDonald's is a great hamburger. And for them, I'm very happy for them. For me, I, I, I have some, I desire something more. I desire something higher. I look for something better, maybe in a burger. You know what I mean? And so um, I want uh, something that's unique, something that's good, something that's handcrafted, something that's quality, right? And a lot of people now, they don't appreciate quality like they used to, the quality of the feel of things, you know? Have you ever, um, you know, felt old tools, how quality they are and like how good they feel in your hand and then compared to like new tools and you're like, why does this feel kind of cheap? Why does this feel like it's, it's, it's not designed for the best it could be? I feel like we changed, our world changed like that. And these waxes were crafted. They weren't just like made and thrown in a bottle and had a label slapped on it. They were crafted. They were put in, in unique containers because they were crafted and they were made excellent. And uh, people that have to use these to appreciate them. So I have a refrigerator and I keep all of these in. <laughs> and so if anyone wants to use one of them, I just cut pieces out of them. Or I'll sell people a little, a little cup or a little like, you know, here, here's enough to do a car like five times. You don't need like a, a whole pot, right? Like, but you see enough to do a whole car five times. So I'll cut pieces and put it in little cups and give them to people. That's, yeah, that's cool, man. Thanks. We chased a little rabbit there, but I, I found it unique that you were talking about waxes. So thanks for uh, talking through it. Uh, yeah. we, we were on the discussion of prepping for a road trip and I'm, I'm in that process now, right? Because I got ramped up into something that I thought I had another extra day. And then it gets kind of thrown in my lap. You know how family goes, you just kind of go along with it. And 
I'm now cleaning. So we take my sister's car. That's uh, it's got enough room for everybody. You know, I got a Jeep and then a Titan. Those aren't great road tripping vehicles. So I jump, uh, grab my sister's car and I'm outside cleaning it. Right. That's, that's my plan to get it prepped and cleaned. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to get the bugs off. I got to get the windshield clean. So it's interesting that you talked about wax and it's interesting you talked about protecting so that as that we drive and as we continue to go, we'll make sure that when we hit a bug, when stuff happens as I go down the road and we both know, but let's just go over it. Why do we need to clean bugs off in a very quick time or keep bugs from sticking on the paint? As you and I both know, that's from the acids that go into bugs. They splatter on that clear coat. If those acids don't have a barrier protection, they begin to leave some type of etching mark into the clear coat. Having a car wash, working around detail, having people bring their car in. There's a lot of times they've gone on road trips, left those bugs sitting there, and then they come expecting, right? Whether it's through the car wash, whether it's through the detail shop, whatever, they come expecting going, hey, all those bugs should come off or when they pick up their car, they go, how come those bugs didn't come off? And those <laughs> bugs can leave an etching mark into the clear coat that looks like the bug is still there, but it's just the memory of the bug etched into the clear coat. Have you experienced that? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of people that uh, they do. I'll give an example. I mean, this is, this, this, this is, this isn't even this kind of like road trip, but one of our, uh, uh, one of my buddies actually got a uh, 20, 20 Subaru STI. It only has like 1600 miles on it. He, he drives a lot, but he has a motorcycle. He rides that too. So I told him to get a car cover because your car's sitting outside and the Subaru paint is very soft. It stains like everything stains it. And I said, you need to get a car cover. And he says, oh, but I heard the car cover scratch the car, which is a big myth. You just need to know how to use it right. And I said, it doesn't scratch the car, but if you believe that, I can't, I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise, but I recommend you need to throw like two or three layers of wax or some type of sealant on the car a lot to make sure it's fully protected if it's going to sit. Well, it only has like 1600 miles on it now, but it already has like at least 10 etch marks over the different car from birds, poops landing on it or stuff landing on it sitting and, and, you, and you see these etchings on it. And it's like a brand new car almost, only has 600 miles. So, you know, people really got to understand, do you want to deal with these now or do you want to deal with it later? You can deal with it now by just washing the car and throwing a little bit of wax on it and saving yourself a hassle on shit later. So I'm dealing with that now because as I'm out there trying to clean this car, it's my sister's car. She hasn't exactly taken care of it in the most amazing way. It's not quite the sandpaper, but you know, as you've gone along doing a waterless wash and you're rubbing the paint and you go, oh, like... (laughs) that ain't pretty, you know? And I was talking to somebody earlier while I was doing it. They're like, you're going to clay it. And I'm like, uh, it's my sister. She's not paying me. No. Right. Like it, <laughs> needs, it needs a clay bar. No doubt. Like if you're rubbing your paint and it's a little bit riff, rough, like you, you definitely need a clay on it. But so I'm testing, you mentioned new products. We're going to come out with a new product. It's called eco one. It's our waterless. That is also a rinseless, but it's influ- infused with our new slick product. So we're going to be able to clean. And what I'd, I really appreciate, this is where you and I really vibe well, right? We both like that organic approach. We both like that, you know, uh, our waterless is made of coconut. So it is a natural cleaner to clean off the paint. 
and then we infuse it. I know our difference is, you know, you're on the wax. We do like silica, right? Yeah, it is yeah. sand. It is clean. Like I do enjoy the silica approach and ours is a pure, true silica. So we're doing a coconut wash infused with silica and having really great results. And I was playing with it outside, protecting the paint, getting it cleaned up, ready for the road trip so that when the bugs hit, and it's not if, right? Because we're going from Oklahoma, going into Arkansas, over to Tennessee, right? Like we're gonna hit a large amount of bugs and some of those bugs are gonna be extremely big. So we're trying to, I'm trying to make sure that my sister's car doesn't take more damage than it already has. Yeah, yeah. When you get on a road trip, you're probably like me because I think you already said it, right? Whether it's halfway there or whether it's there, it's interesting. My ex-wife used to get so mad because as soon as we would get to our location, I'd have to find either a self-serve car wash or I'd have to find a little base, some type of shade so I could use the waterless that we had then, or I'd have to just run it through a wash somewhere. Like I always had to, once I got to a place, had to clean my car. Is that the way you are too, I think, right? Yeah, it's either it's, either it's gonna get cleaned on a routine basis or I'm going full retard and I'm cleaning nothing. I'm not even touching it. It's either, it's either one or the other. It's either 100% clean or full retard. Which one are we doing here? Uh, I've got to have a clean windshield. There's something yeah, yeah. about That's me it. looking at a That's windshield. It. I yeah. got to have those bugs off yeah. and I can't either- have just that little stripe with a wiper and I've got that eyebrow. Like I always take product and I've got to clean that windshield. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, uh, um, you got to have that. At least, at least the glass clean. Like, it's either I don't touch anything in glass only or the whole car is getting washed 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and do you, when you get to your location, like when you wash it, is that where you take your little bit of waterless or what do you do to, to, to clean a car when you get to a spot when you're on a road trip? Um, I use, uh, when I clean the car, I usually go to like a coin wash or I'll use waterless. It really depends on the situation where, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, I actually, don't you think it's fun to run through some of those coin ops? Like I, I know detailers and I know a lot of people just aren't a big fan, but there's so many people. And you talked about something that's traditional, like a wax, the, the be able to go in, especially through the Midwest. I don't know how they are there in California, but some of these self-serve, some of these automated coins into the car washing, you blow them up. Like they're just a unique experience in their own self. Like it's a whole fun way of cleaning a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coin washes are, are interesting and they're fun. And you just go there and talk to people and get your car clean and then you're, you're bounced out. It's really, yeah. and if you have your car waxed, you don't have to use a brush. You can oftentimes just pressure wash off the whole car and continue on your way. Yeah, it's not a full detail. Your car still looks cleaner. It's all part of the process. <laughs> Keeps it looking good. Definitely. All right, Greg, man. Uh, I'm going to get back out to finishing up her car uh, so I can get it prepped and ready for my road trip. Thanks as always for your time, man. Uh, glad to hear that you're feeling okay on the leg, but what a scary moment when you talked about it earlier. Like yeah. that's I'm, what awesome that you're doing well. Yeah. I, I almost lost a leg, you know, so again, within a couple inches, right? Like if, oh, if, yeah. if it would have hit just a little bit further over you, you'd be a, a heavily injured. Yeah. Heavily injured. Yeah. Just it's crazy how life works like that. Keeps you alive. Keeps you on your toes. Definitely. Man, Greg. <laughs> Thanks for your time, bro. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. You have a safe trip, and we'll see you guys next time on Pints of Polishing. Adios. All right. See you, bro.
much for listening to that episode. And if you got any value out of it, hey, go share it. Go let people know what you heard on the Pints of Polishing podcast. And listen, if you want to leave us a review, we would love that. You know, five star, one star. Hey, whatever you think we deserve, if you would leave us a review, greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community.